Hello and welcome to Rooted and Unwithered. I'm Cole Newton, and the following is a meditation over 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, which reads, And Samuel said, Has Yahweh as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of Yahweh? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. Even before 1 Samuel 15, God had already promised another king in Saul's place as a result of his presumptuous sacrifice before a battle. Yet this chapter marks the full-blown decline of Saul's reign and is followed up in the next chapter with the anointing of David as the next king. So here's what happened. Through Samuel, God told Saul to destroy the Amalekites. And by destroy, God meant... In verse 3, kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. In other words, Yahweh was using Saul and the Israelites as his instrument of judgment upon the Amalekites, and their destruction would be the same as that of Sodom and Gomorrah. Utter destruction. Wickedness of the Amalekites was evidently complete, and God would not spare any of them. Those were Saul's commands. And after assembling an army of 200,000 soldiers from Israel and 10,000 from Judah, Saul purged the land of the Amalekites. Unfortunately, Saul cut some corners of God's commands. For one, he kept Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive, like a trophy, like likely as a trophy of his victory. For another, the Israelites did not destroy the animals that were pleasing to them. Now, interestingly, Samuel hears the animals and rebukes Saul, saying this in verses 17 and 18. Though you are little in your own eyes, are you not the head of the tribes of Israel? Yahweh anointed you king over Israel, and Yahweh sent you on a mission and said, Go, devote to destruction the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of Yahweh? Why did you not pounce why did you pounce on the spoil and do what was evil in the sight of Yahweh? Now evidently, Saul disobeyed because of his own weakness before the people. Later, he told Samuel that the people asked for the best of the animals, and Saul gave in to their request because he was afraid of his own people. He then sought to justify their disobedience by resolving to sacrifice those animals to the Lord. His keeping Agag alive was also likely meant to display his greatness to the Israelites. So Saul, therefore, was more concerned with earning the approval of his people than he was with winning the approval of God Almighty. In this manner, we are very often like Saul caring more, more about the fickle favor of those around us, or worse, of the online masses, than the favor of the true and living God. Yet we also tend to follow Saul's pattern in handling our sin. You see, like Saul, it's all too easy to attempt to cover up our disobedience with sacrifice. We disobey in some manner, and then we resolve to do something else for God. We then feel better because we have done something tangible to make up for our sin. Unfortunately, that impulse runs contrary to the gospel. In in fact, it is anti-gospel. First of all, such petty sacrifices actually display how insufficient we truly think our sin is, how insignificant we truly think our sin is. They are meant to assuage our own guilty conscience and think next to nothing about the Holy One against whom we have rebelled. No, not even the ordained sacrifices of the priests in the temple were sufficient to deal with the sin of, of God's people once for all. Only the sacrifice of Christ is enough. So thus, when we attempt to appease our own guilt with sacrifices, we are in reality mocking the once-for-all atonement of Christ on our behalf. Instead, we ought to consider the message of God through Samuel. 
God desires obedience more than sacrifice. So what should we do after repenting of sin and trusting in the forgiveness bought by the blood of Christ? Obey God. Our petty sacrifices and attempts at atonement must be left in the garbage heap. Cleansed and justified fully by the blood of Christ, we then resolve to obey God through the strength of his Holy Spirit. Let us not attempt fruitlessly to justify ourselves as Saul did, but rather let us trust the finished work of Jesus, which is the only foundation for any real obedience to God. Thank you so much for listening. For more resources for knowing and loving God's word, please visit bcnewton.co. And until next time, grace and peace.